podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub. And start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. No words, just listen. It's all of us, day trippers and scouts alike. The Justice for the 96 Collective, Poetry in Motion. just exclusively heard the Justice for the 96 collective single We Are Liverpool Poetry in Motion. We were delighted to be part of it in some small way and there's a link which you can see on our website to the single. The ringtone is currently out in UK iTunes. Get on it, buy it. The single will be out very soon and the ringtone will be out globally. There is no better cause. Get on this, buy, get involved. 
On tonight's show, we're joined on the line by pod debutant Ryan Levis as we dissect a pair of wins that, combined with the weekend's other results, left Liverpool top of the league with six games left to play. We look ahead to a reunion with Andy, Joe, Stupot and Fat Sam's Liverpool B over at the Berlin Ground next Sunday. And we'll finish in time-honoured fashion with your listeners' questions. Okay, let's begin with our review of the two most recent games, Liverpool 2, Sunderland 1 and Liverpool 4, Tottenham 0. These are great times to follow the Redmen. From an encouraging latter half to the last campaign, we saw Slim in at 7th. Nobody could have foreseen the improvements that have come this season. Now, we have half a dozen games remaining. We sit atop the Premier League. We have our fate in our own hands. The opening question, therefore, is simple, gents. Are we going to win this thing? Ryan? Yes. Um, simple as that, I think. I put this on my Twitter last night where I was out over the weekend and a good friend of mine, he asked me, did I think we're Liverpool going to win the league? And it kind of caught me off guard because, I, you know, you spend the last two to three weeks trying to logically win the league, but I never actually stopped and thought about what I actually thought deep down. So when I stopped for a second and, you know, listened to my gut, it just straight away, you went, yeah, we are. Do you know, the next two games are going to be huge. If we actually do the business against West Ham and City, then we go from having our noses in front to having a full head ahead, and that's going to be crucial, but... There's something special brewing, lads. I really feel it. So, yeah, I do I do believe we're going to win it. That's very nice to hear indeed. Uh, Andy Young, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, no, as I was saying, for probably five or six weeks now we're going to win it. Um, but there was obviously a bit of tongue-in-cheek there. And I was saying it, but didn't really believe us. But I think uh, that that weekend just gone there, that's 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 torn me now to it. I'm actually feeling like, and I'm fucking nervous even talking about it. Can you hear me shaking? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and I don't think I'm mentally prepared for it, if we do <laughs> at all. Um, just the way, just the way they blew spores away, you know, and, you know, I really am starting to believe we... What's, what's happened? Is it gone from bravado to just, Jesus, this might happen, and yeah, now I want yeah, it so now, badly? Like... I couldn't give you a straight answer. We're going to do this. Well, yeah, I think I think we're kind of I think we're second favourites now. Hmm. You know, and hmm. I, I, probably joint joint favourites. You know what I mean? Right. Like where where it's fifty fifty. Yeah, it it can happen very easily. Very good, Jesus, Stevo, tell me things. Um, for me, uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough one to call. Like uh, for me, Sunderland game was th- that's when I set as uh, you know my point when I'd start believing, mm-hmm. and I probably did after the United game, if I'm honest. Um, Sunday was exceptional, and I know we'll get to that, but just to see us absolutely blitz them made me think, you know what? It's six games. It's all yeah. it is, and it was Sunday evening actually. It was Sunday night probably when it actually sank in, and and I s- sort of said to myself, this is six games. This is a very short amount of time to actually have to go and, and you know do do what we can do Phil is trying to stick something in my mouth here I think it's the mic, I think it's the mic but I'm not sure it's a mic shaped um, device yeah um, but no I, I think we can I think we're still as Andy said there I think we're still second favourites and um, you know from that point of view I'll be, I'll be quite confident the, the City game is what's going to be the title decider I think yeah mm. okay He's having a stroke over there though, listen, so. Phil and you're finished uh, gesticulating at Stable. <laughs> I want to believe we can win it. Hmm. We can win it if we do something that's rarely done and win 14 on the spin. Um, hmm. And that, to me, is probably the biggest obstacle to winning the league. Um, I can't see... The, the, the games are... The, the City game and the Chelsea game are so crucial. We can't afford to mess up in the other four games. Like We have to win all four of them. 
and then it's what happens in those two games between City and Chelsea. We need to beat City and we need not to lose to Chelsea. Now, you look at our form, you look at the way we're playing and everything screams that this team is capable of winning the league and that's just mental. That is mental and that is wonderful. So let's start uh, our look at uh, the game itself and we'll start with the most recent game. Um, and the statement of intent that was Brendan's lineup against Spurs, this was a balls-out team. It was selected to attack and destroy, and that's exactly what they did. The manager often has been the focus of criticism. He must take a bow here, Andy Young. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm quite surprised uh, he didn't use the 4 3 during the week against Sunderland, and he stuck with the diamond. I personally don't like the diamond. I think it has its, it has its uses, but... The trouble with it is when teams do play three centre-halves, which a lot of teams kind of tend to do. Um, but I was hoping he'd do it on Wednesday, and when I seen he was doing it on Sunday, I was fucking delighted, you know. And uh, it was the right decision to bring Sterling back in because he destroyed them, yeah. and he frightened the bollocks out of them. In fact, Coutinho, Jared, the whole team they frightened the bollocks out of them in the tunnel. And I hate quoting things that they're saying on Sky, but you're kind of thinking it as well yourself, looking at the players in the tunnel thinking, Jesus, there's such a mental edge here and they're coming out into the, you know, on the ground and mm. you, ju- you can just see that they, they just have such an edge over them and when you play a formation like that, it just comes through, it just blossoms. Yeah, and they were destroyed, Steve. They were absolutely destroyed. Poor old Timmy was in ribbons afterwards. I mean, you have to give credit to Brandon. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, I couldn't stop laughing at when the when the camera kept on panning to... Uh, to Tim Sherwood, I could not stop laughing. You know, yeah. what I mean? it was brilliant. The poor bastard didn't—he just was sitting there going, "What the fuck am I going to do here?" He just looked so out of his depth, you yeah. know. And he—and he is, you know. Let's call a spade a spade. He's—he's he's pants and and sour spores. They were absolutely piss poor, and that's because we made them look like that. Mm. We 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 genuinely went out from the first. And listen, a, a goal within a minute and forty seconds will always give you a bit of a boost when, when sure. you've got your home crowd there, but. Even if we hadn't got that, I think we were winning that goal by three or four. We were winning that game by three or four goals. Um, just the lineup, the lineup did it for me. I started to get a little bit nervy. Um, maybe the day before the game, and I was thinking, "Shit, imagine these fuckers came here and got something from it." But as soon as I saw the lineup, I just said to myself, "You know what? No, there's, there's probably." You could even see Paulinho during the week coming out and having a little dig about how much he's getting game time, and all of a sudden he has a virus and he's not in the squad. You know, little things like that that you're just thinking. There's just stuff isn't right with Spurs, and it was great to go out and just tonk them and, and take the three points and, and lay down a statement of intent, especially after the, the other two teams dropping points uh, on the Saturday. Yeah. You know, so. Ryan, admirable stuff from Rodgers in terms of the selection, surely? Yeah, it really was. Like, in fairness, no way could you not have had, had played both Phil and Raheem against that high line. It was just crying out for the two of them. Yeah. Um, but also, I think when you just look at the differences and how he adapted from Sunday midweek to the weekend, I think that for me just epitomizes where Brendan is at right now. From you know knowing that Sunderland were going to sit deep and you know playing the diamond, so we patiently build up in the edge of their box to the difference when we patiently build up in our own half and hit him hard in the counter against Spurs. I just thought it just epitomizes where he is at right now, and it's a real joy to watch him be so fruitful with us at the moment. Uh, at no stage, or am I wrong in saying this, did you feel uh, anything but confident around during the game? I mean, what about that? Where it was a 2-0 up and Ericsson had his chance and it was a well, bit wobbly there, wasn't it? 
I just day watching Liverpool this year. It's a case you need a three goal cushion to be feeling comfortable. Fact, but you know, yeah. at two nil up, even at three nil up, you're just just gives you that bit of breathing space because if you're two, like it was shown in the Sunderland game, two nil up, and when it went two one, I was never so nervous watching the match. I don't think I ever cheered so much for a throw and at the end when it was Suarez lashed it off the Sunderland defender yeah, that was cool. fucking brilliant yeah. and I think that showed where what the difference is between being two goals up and three yeah yeah, for sure um, looking at unless Phil did you want to say something about that we move on to the, uh, the players themselves and having a look at Mignolet and the centre halves I suppose as a unit pretty solid display Agar look no matter what you say about him um, he seems to have an organising effect in that uh, defence we were just talking about uh, clean sheets and, and the like. Skirtle making these incredible blocks now, almost on routine. Um, me and Leigh were at least one wonderful save, maybe two, I think, top-notch saves. Mm. It was just what the doctor ordered, really, Phil, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I think there's something that we, we've missed, um, you know, and something we haven't really commented on as well on the part around it, is that in the big games that we've played this year... Um, We've, been, we've defended exceptionally well. If, if you take it away from take it away from all the, the games across the course of the season, we did United in with a clean sheet. We've gone to Old Trafford, kept a clean sheet. We did Arsenal, um, we did Everton at home. Um, you know, take away the City and Chelsea matches, which were away from home, which which we did concede in. We've done Spurs again with two clean sheets, um, and you just look at it and you just think to yourself, Do you know, when it comes to the big matches, defensively we're actually quite sound. It, it's almost that it's they torn off slightly in the in, mm. in the lesser matches, the likes of the Sunderlands and the whole lot, because they have so much possession, they have so much control of the matches, and there's less sort of nerves there because they're expecting to win, whereas they know they have to win um, in the big games, and there's more pressure on them to do so. Mignolet has put in big performances in most of those games, and again he comes up to trumps. It it, it, it it screams of something that that we talked about a, a good while ago is that. When we sign players, we we appear to have signed big game players, and even the likes of Agar and Skirtle from from back when Rafa signed them, they were big game players. They came in and, and were expecting to play in big matches, and now we're into the six biggest games of 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 the last ten years, even given the position that we're in at, at this stage, and yet that's why I'd back them in terms of looking at the potential for what we can actually achieve this season. Um, Mignolet himself he had a phenomenal game for you know the stuff that he hasn't done well all season he was quick with his distribution he was very accurate with his short distribution he only went long three times in terms of balls across the halfway line three times in the whole game he was just one. he just seemed to exude the type of goalkeeper that we were saying can he be on, on the day and then similarly now I will say Spurs playing Soldado instead of Adebayor me is that that's that's fucking candy in a, in a sweet shop for mm. kids for for, for Skirtland and Agar they're not going to try Soldado's not going to try bully them at any stage they just lap that up they're able to deal with them all game long yeah yeah Andy <laughs> yeah um, I mean like I, I always go on about having a partnership and it's no coincidence when you develop a back four that's played a few games or or two the two centre halves you start to get clean sheets it's no coincidence now I think the weekend differed a small bit because Soldado was I mean. He he was might as well me not playing, you know. Apart from the time when um, he skinned Agar, which was a real worry. I mean, I don't think Salad was quick, Jesus, but fucking yeah. ca- uh, Agar's pulling a caravan like unbelievable, you know, <laughs> unbelievable um, bullseye. <laughs> yeah, but um, you, you know, I, I'd rave about Agar. You know, we, 
like I, I fucking hold my hand up. He's not being the best at the moment, and but what he does bring to the team, I think, is an organizer. Like he's he stepped up to the plate. He's the the vice captain, and when he comes in, he does feel like he's a bit of a leader. And you know, I think his communication it does organize him a lot better. They they're normally in a better shape, but he. He's 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 let us down a small bit, and I would I'd have no objections to Sacco coming in, even though we're even though we're you know having a couple of clean sheets, I'd have no objections to Sacco coming in. Yeah, but yeah, Saldado, you, you know? know that's quite a statement for me because I know you're a big fan yeah, of baggers. Yeah, just like maybe next season, you know. Did, we, did that just scare the shit out of you? And now, yeah, I was yeah. I was quite frightened at that level. Yeah. That I'm, I'm kind of thinking of Silva or Aguero if he's back. Yeah. You know, doing that to could, you them? Them? could you explain that as a one-off? I, that's what I kept asking myself afterwards. Could it be explained as a one-off? Do you think? Well, I don't know. I just seen, I just seen the pair of them going, and I thought fifty-fifty here. Yeah. Agger's ahead of him. He's stronger. Left. He should, he should just, he should be having no problems yeah. here. But that was that was incredible. I, I, yeah. I nearly, st- I, I would have thought of it as uh, as a once-off myself. Yeah. To be honest, like even even during the game, there was no other point in the ninety minutes where anybody and you know they did, you know they they were trying their best to get down the flanks, and, and he's gone out and covered on a few occasions, but. Mm. At no point did somebody burn him, uh, and as we say, so that was not the quickest. And I, I think it could have just been the way he went to turn, got or he just footed. got caught flat-footed. And, mm. and you know, at this elite level of football, you know, a two-second drop in terms of being caught flat-footed or not getting the turn quick enough can make you look like you're fucking running backwards. Yes, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, he what, certainly what, did. Yeah, and he did in that instance. Yeah. And I would have been worried. I thought, shit, has he pulled a hamstring here or something? You yeah. know, has he got yeah. a tweak there? Yeah. But he played on fine and. I wouldn't be overly worried about it. It's not something that he gets exposed. He, mm. You know what? He's a very smart defender and he doesn't yeah. leave himself to be exposed by pace very exactly. often. You know he, what I mean? he doesn't like, find himself in that Jamie position. Jamie Carragher used to have trouble with getting caught by lads who, who had a bit of pace on him and he would leave himself exposed for them to get in and buy him or around him. I don't know, agree that. I mean, Carragher was, was the master of reading the game for me. That, you know, Thierry Henry would agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> when he yeah, Thierry Henry tore him <laughs> anywhere else no, a few times. And, and you've seen it with like Bon yeah. Lahore and other people like that as well with him. Yeah. He had the ability, like Lukaku last year for yeah. West Brom. You yeah. know, I'm just saying, Agger doesn't tend to get himself flat one-on-one with, no, with somebody no, who has the beating not, of him. On it's not a position he often finds himself in and Agar is as much as I like him. The one weakness he's always had is when he's out of his comfort zone. It's when he struggles. If he's, you know, if he has to chase a player, like if the the fullback is beaten, he's out of his comfort zone. He panics. Yeah. So I think what happened there was he panicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah You know, absolutely. and you'd hope that's all it is. You know, listen, we shouldn't be worried about it for this weekend anyway, because no. you know, apart from Edrington, I don't think they have announced. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think they've announced a pace in their team apart from Edrington. Yeah. Who is now actually with Stoke, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> you forget. <laughs> <confused. Just> cut <laughs> that. <laughs> I need to get rid of that one. <laughs> say, say Jarvis. <laughs> it is Matt Jarvis. Edrington's <laughs> no, right. with Stoke. Sorry, but no, but Ma- like Matt Jarvis is someone that might. But I-, I can't see West Ham having any real pace throughout their team. They're going to play with Nolan and Carroll. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. I You're completely, completely dismissing the Stuart Downing threat, which we'll come to later <laughs> and on. And the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Have you somewhere to go? <laughs> uh, Ryan, just to bring you in this before we go away from it. Uh, that moment aside, with Agger um, himself and Skirtle, and Skirtle was wonderful. Blocks were reasonably. Uh, Reasonably positive, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, lads, I, the performance was so good at the weekend. I actually had forgotten about that moment. Agar was isolated. Um, I think it really shows that when he is exposed, that's on the one-on-one situations. That's when he's in danger. But I think in general, there's just a fantastic overall organised feel to us at the moment. Yeah. We're just in the zone with everyone knowing their roles. And look, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I suppose 
Scorton and Agar are very experienced players and they know that right now it's a time for utmost concentration. So I think we're just benefiting from a kind of a collective concentration from the whole group as a whole. And everyone just understands, you know, the gravity of the situation we're in at the moment. Like this is a title running and I think that's why we've seen overall defensive improvements bar those odd one or two lapses. But overall, definitely things have brightened up because people are really clued into what's at stake here well let, let me keep you there and speaking about things brightening up um glenn johnson certainly has upped his game of late uh yeah. and when you have uh john uh, flanagan on the far side playing as well as he's playing that's a real positive too uh, isn't it Ryan? absolutely no it definitely is um to be fair to johnson he really has got it together at the right time for us in recent weeks um again at the weekend he was very solid played a massive role in that first goal that was very crucial and um but then to be fair it wasn't like they had an ounce of defending to do against Spurs on the other on the other side of things um they had all the freedom in the world down their wings but they still when they had the ball they produced um Flanagan we saw both sides of John Flanagan were his two absolute crunching tackles and then you saw Flanaginho with the turn that set up Coutinho's goal you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm saying I, what have we become when John Flanagan can do a crive turn in the middle of a title running you know that's just crazy <laughs> it's but, a real moment that isn't it Ryan that you're oh, going to look I, back on hopefully yeah. Absolutely, that no, he really has a thing for Spurs, and he after the goal against Spurs and yeah. that tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairness to him. Absolutely, um, um, Andy uh, Glenn Johnson. Um, nice to see him uh, stepping up another little notch. Yeah, he's brilliant. He got a hard time here, so I suppose it's time he sort of yeah. gave the opposite, you know, and gave him credit. Um, I think it's probably that since he's come back in, okay, he had a shaky game the one he came in, but it's probably four games in a row now. He's starting to grow and grow every yeah. game. Again, he wasn't probably wasn't tested uh, quite defensively. Um, he was during the week though, and he stood up well. So um, it's brilliant, and it's it's a kind of a player that you want kind of starting to come into form at at this stage of the season when there's so much at stake because he is experienced. Mm. He's won a league, you know. He knows what it's like. He knows the feeling, uh, and I mean, when Johnson's playing well, when Johnson's playing well, he's one of the best right backs around. Yeah. Yeah, when it happens. Yeah. Um, Steve, with each successive excellent performance, all this talk about Flanagan being comparatively limited and, you know, a good squad player, it becomes less and less relevant and he looks like more and more like a guy who could be a fixture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's there's no reason why he's, you know, he, John Flanagan's in that team on merit. Mm. It wouldn't matter if Jose Enrique was back from injury now. It wouldn't matter, you know, if Ali Sissoko was, you know, I, to be fair, I, I was here a few weeks back saying Sissoko had done reasonably well. You know what I mean? He was quite solid and dependable, but there's no two fullbacks I'd rather have at the club playing right now than Johnson at rifle and and uh, Flanagan at left hook and that comes down to Johnson having stepped up you know listen as much as I'll give lads grief on here in terms of players I'll be the first person to stand, or, stand up and say okay you know if I was wrong on somebody that I've slaughtered like I was with Sissoko early in the year or with Johnson who got slaughtered just because he deserved it to be perfectly honest mm. he's had some great games in the last few weeks and he deserves the praise that he's going to get now and hopefully in the next six games, he can keep that running because we we badly need him. We, you know, he's a, he's he's an amazing when he's on his game. He's an amazing outlet. The, you know, the the runs that he's made <clears throat> for the the first goal yesterday and the the goal for Henderson's pass for Suarez to to um, to equalise against um, Cardiff. 
You know what I mean? There, there, no other fullback that we have would make those runs, mm. and that includes Flanagan and anybody else. And that's that's an amazing outlet when when your team have gone narrow, especially if you're playing that diamond, mm. and you're playing someone like Sterling at the top of the at the top of the diamond, and you're not getting the natural width that he brings by hugging one of the touch lines. To have to have Flanagan stuck to one line and have Johnson stuck to the other line, and neither of them afraid to bomb on um, and get involved in the actual attack. It's 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 you know it's essential to what we're doing as yeah. as a as a as a team at the moment. I think absolutely, Phil. Mm, yep. yep, yep. Okay, uh, I'm going to come straight to you then. Talk about talk about um, Phil Coutinho. Um, we spoke recently about him being a real threat with regard to his set pieces and maybe not so much from open play. Probably you could say that that was almost reversed there uh, against Spurs. At least he was pretty wonderful from open play, wasn't he? Yeah, um, and I was one of the ones that said last week I, I would have left Coutinho out the side to use Sterling's pace mm. and, and have Alan control the midfield. He, um, it, but again, I come back to what I said a few minutes ago. Another big game player, and every big game we played this season, Coutinho has turned up and he's turned on the show. And again, he does it against Spurs. Um, his goal, I, I, I remember Stephen Brown giving out stink about the fact that he was taking shots all over the shop and I remember a couple of us said to said, you know, eventually they're gonna start going in. And when they do go in, he's gonna be pinging things in from twenty five yards. His shooting has, has gotten better as the season has gone on. Um and the, the the fruit of it was that goal um after the, the wonderful turn as we said by Flanagan to, to create the space to open it up. Um he's just being the type of player he is He's something that completely different to what we have. He, he's 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 almost a Barcelona style player in, in the way that he sees the game and the way he plays the game. No, he, he, no. For a second in my brain, I thought you were still talking about John Flanagan. I was like, <laughs> this shit's gone too far now. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, Coutinho. Okay, I can, I can get back on track now. Fucking <laughs> giggling like a girl. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was, I was going, what is this mental bastard all about? <laughs> I wouldn't put a past on him. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, and, like I reckon when Barcelona need to replace their fullbacks, they'll be out. Big talk from going in to replace Danny Alves. Yeah, yeah. I know, but like. In fairness, he just sees the game a bit like the way Alonso used to see the game. He sees things develop before they develop, and then he's able to replay the ball. And when you come to big games where space is at a premium, he he's brilliant at finding space. Sometimes against you know we've thought that he's disappeared out of other games. That's an age thing. It's it, I said it months well, ago. Still a kid, yeah. yeah, I said it months mm-hmm. ago as well about Raheem Sterling. And I remember when Sterling came back into the side, I said, look, we need to give him a chance. These lads are going to have peaks and troughs because they're so young, and that's natural. It's the same as Sterling. Sterling is going through a golden moment at the moment. Don't be surprised if in six months' time when the new season kicks off he has a he has a bit of a dip again they can have troughs all they want at the beginning of next season it's <laughs> no, no, next six games away, yeah. <laughs> I know but that, that that's literally where we are at the moment yeah. and, and, and that's what's magical about Coutinho he's had a little bit of a down spell and it now looks like he's finding form again as we said he didn't play particularly well against Cardiff but he provides two assists for the act on, on, on the day and again we go into this game and where it's not so much you know immediate assists it's just the, the, the space he creates he f- drops into the pocket of space it has so much movement with Sterling Suarez and storage in front of him and then everything opens up everything he reads and he mm. sees and he plays yeah. it to be, to be fair to him is, I, I thought his touch and his first time passing against um, Sunderland on Wednesday was mm. absolutely magnificent yeah. some of it you know yeah. and, and I know we were texting around amongst ourselves yeah. and uh. in my brain I must have been watching a different game to, to some of you lads because I, you know there was a bit of stick coming from, from the way we were playing football but 
some of the little interchanges and the speed at which we were moving ourselves out of awkward situations, mm-hmm. even in the second half. I know it got a little bit nervy, but the speed at which you know our players now are receiving a pass, head up, finding somebody with either a one or two touch uh, movement, and it's moved on, bang, 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 and it's gone. And it's, it's except, fucking beautiful. It's yeah. what we used to jizz our pants for watching yes. Arsenal a few years ago, and everybody would be going, "Oh, they're so great to watch. They're brilliant." And that's us now. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, we we have an exceptional team of players now that hopefully will continue to improve and that we can add some proper quality to in the summer now. You know what I mean? And that's what we have. We have a basis now. We don't have three players pulling us through games. We have a, a collective group of, of players that are just great to watch now. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and it's brilliant. My favourite thing about Coutinho is his use of small air spaces. Do you know, um, sometimes like if a player gets the ball and he's being closed down by two players they just lose it essentially they panic and lose it he seems to be able to just hold on to the ball and give other players a chance to, to get into that little triangle where he can just lay it off and he's, he doesn't there's not many players better on him at the moment he understands this Rogers game like uh, the interesting thing Roger said in his um, like post-match conference uh, uh, the players um, know when and where to press that's what's important about this mm. pressing game because all we hear all season is pressing teams pressing it's become the buzzword pressing pressing but Rogers has the team when and where to press and Coutinho's brilliant at it defensively he's brilliant at it yeah. and also when teams are just pressing aimlessly he just know he just can take two three players out of the game yeah. with a pass or a touch yeah. you know and he's brilliant at it yeah yeah. Um, Ryan it's fair to say then that Coutinho was pretty spectacular and his, uh, his chum um, Raheem Sterling as well uh, Sterling, oh, with Sterling, there's been something else in fairness to him. But in terms of Phil, I uh, just from my main gripe with him before over Christmas was sometimes he had this tendency for just the unnecessary attempt of an impossible true ball all the time. But mm. thankfully, that's gone out of his game now, and we're just left with the genius, and that's the main thing. And I think over the last two games, he just really has found his consistency, which matches his ability. And when he's in that sort of groove, he really is nothing. There's no better player to watch than him when he's like that. I definitely say at this stage, I say we're the hipster team for all the continent people. Do you know what Dortmund <laughs> yeah. had to us? Like, but yeah. like Coutinho, oh, we're, we're something else with him. Yeah, sure. Pep's describing us as awesome today, I believe. Apparently. Oh, absolutely. The successor to Brendan right there, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a few misquotes in that, though. There was a exactly, few things yeah. floating around today. And uh, I think... <laughs> no, I think all the way. Fuck off. Ruiner, yes. Fucking ruiner. All that was um, uh, retweeting some quotes like about there's only one team playing better in Europe than us at the moment, that's Liverpool. And I read that thinking, the fuck would he be saying that for? Like, that yeah. sounds a bit weird. Yeah. And uh, as it happened now, someone just made that up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so not so much as misquoted, but just as absolute. Well, I think it, I think yeah. I mean, I think he he got it, he was asked about Liverpool or something like that, and he said that he's you know happy to see them prob- probably playing Champions League well, football next season, and and then somebody decided to get their Mickey out and uh, finish it <laughs> off, like, fire it right at the yeah. head. Um, Ryan, sticking with you on on um, the subject of Raheem Sterling. Um, oh, yeah. Jesus, he's a strong wee man, isn't he? Oh, isn't he? And he fucking knows it too, like, you know. Um, his transformation and how he's found his feet in the past 12 months is just remarkable. Um, I mean, when you think about it, 
under no circumstances would you have trusted him to play century last season. But now he's just so confident and realises he's more than capable for this level and he's oozing into a little superstar. He really is. And his strength is just it's just fantastic. Like the way he held off Dembele was the most amusing thing I have ever seen. It was brilliant. It like, was great fairness. fun, wasn't it? It was genuinely mm-hmm. great fun. Um, yeah. uh, Steve-O, Raheem Sterling, for you, is he a guy who needs to start all the games in the run in there? Um... Not necessarily. No. I, I'm actually, and what I mean by that is, I, I've been one that's been actually calling for him to be involved in all of the matches so far. But I just have to stop pretending that I have a fucking clue what I'm talking about compared to to Brendan Rodgers. He hasn't got yeah. a thing wrong in in many many a week now at this stage. So I just have to trust him. You know, he's he's using that Alan. Coutinho and Sturridge trio um, because Henderson's an ever present as is Jarrett. You just forget about it. So and and uh, as are Sturridge and Suarez. So it's it's two of them three mm. now. And whatever way he wants to use them, I'm just going to back him because you know Alan was able to come on and change the tempo of the game and change the way we played yesterday. You know, being able to bring Coutinho off it gives you something different, completely different to being able to bring bring uh, Sterling off the bench. Yeah. So so they just are. We we have a very small squad. We have to remember that the money we spent during the summer, the guts of forty million, has been nearly unused in terms of any of the points that we've picked up. Right, Sacco's played a few games, but other than that, you know, the other players have had absolutely zero impact in terms of what we've achieved this season. Mm. So you have to give him credit for such a small squad, what we've achieved and, and where we go. And, you know, if we can hit top three with that squad, it's an amazing achievement. Never mind the title challenge, mm. which we're all hoping for. But but it's it's just exceptional. So I just I have to trust him. But the one thing I'll say is at the end of last season, I was very critical of Sterling in terms of the fact that he had no upper, upper body strength. And he was actually giving away stupid free kicks when he came on. Through through the way he was say jumping for for a header or the way he was you know nudging his way into people and we we actually conceded a couple I need to go back and look but we conceded a couple of goals at the end of last season which were directly resulting from free kicks that he gave away yeah, right? and and I went fucking bananas to Phil especially I was yeah. I was going crazy at the time for just needless free kicks being given away by a player who was just tactically not thinking about what he was doing just running around like a headless chicken and the difference in him this season has been mind blowing. Yeah. It really has. He's 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 an exceptional player, and, and and yeah, he is going to have little drops, as as Phil said. Uh, he's going to have you know, th- th- there's going to be peaks and troughs, but you know, let it happen. He's he's a, he's an amazing talent to watch grow over the next few years. Yeah, well, uh, probably not grow, but well, probably not grow. No, <laughs> Andy, for the for the old books um, like myself, it's kind of reminiscent of Kenny just throwing the arse out and holding lads off and. Like the way, like he was just toying with Dembele there. Are you happy enough that it's going to be two from three there, and you just trust Brandon's judgment on the run? Uh, when it comes to choice between, between Coutinho, Alan, Alan Sterling, Coutinho, Sterling, yeah, um, yeah, you kind of can't feel disappointed sometimes when you don't see Sterling playing. I yeah. mean, I don't think Alan does be a huge loss to the team if he's in or out. You know, you know, he serves a function and he does his do. job well. You're a big fan of him. I'm. Not really. I've never. I haven't really taken to him. I think we seen one Allen last season, a different Allen this year. So I don't really. I haven't really figured out what he is yet. Mm. You know, for us, um, Coutinho can can have poor games, but Sterling all season has just been sensational. Mm. You know, so when I when I see him not playing, I'm a bit disappointed. But I'm not the fucking manager of Liverpool, and I never will be. Um, mm. don't be you so know, hard on yourself, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. The, <laughs> You know, like uh, Rogers is what Rogers is doing is brilliant, and you know we've all get I've I've had a go with him over him talking too much, but like it's different when you're talking and actually doing the job as well. 
Yeah. I mean, it's he's doing what he's he's doing what he said he'd do now, you know. So, like, you just have to trust him yeah. at that stage. Yeah. Phil, as a man who does have a lot of time for Phil, or f- sorry for Joe, uh, you're happy enough with any of the t- any two from the three on the way in. Yeah, it's uh, again. I, I, and it comes back to what I uh, what I've said repetitively on, on on this is that we can't, we shouldn't be afraid about having a squad, um, and we should be able to understand that the manager is going to pick players based on what how he thinks he's going to set up the, the game plan. We're going to debate what we think the game should, plan should be and how how we should set that team up. But at the end at the end of it all, it's. It, it, Coutinho comes in, he's able to do a fantastic role in that midfield when they have a tree set out there, which is slightly different to Joe Allen. You go away from home, I like the fact that Allen is, is, is very good at retaining possession, very good at that passing and nipping and, and nicking the ball. And Coutinho can do that to, to, to another extent. And Sterling is exceptional. The one thing that I love about Raheem Sterling is his aggressive defence in the fi- in their tour, in, yeah. in, in, in the final tour of the pitch. He doesn't let players come out easily. There was mm. that, that chance that uh, Laurie's pulled off, that wonder save from like Sterling's on top of him he gets the ball and then he's in and he, he you know it, it's it's just a phenomenal cross and it's a phenomenal say I actually thought it was a poor finish by the Spurs in the end he, he overthought it bit. maybe had he gone high he would have scored it but it's a great save from Laurie's it was one of those like it was 50-50 between letting it drop onto his foot yeah. or else heading it but if he's gone ahead he has to plant his feet in mm-hmm. you know yeah. he, has a, he has a quick decision yeah. to make there you know, he was very unlucky. I, I, look, at, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just being hypercritical yeah. in terms of finish. I, thought, I mean, the proof was in the save. The save. The save come up off his hands very quick onto that bar and, and down. You know, so he had power on the header. Yeah, but it comes. It comes back as I said again to to, to what Sterling has brought to his game, which is this relentless, aggressive pressing of defenders, similar to the way that Suarez goes about the pitch, just pressing anyone he sees in front of him with the ball. If he sees somebody with the ball, he goes and presses them, no matter mm. what it is. Sterling is very similar to that. Coutinho, not so much so. He, he picks his time to go and press. And I find that Allen is brilliant at that pressing in the middle toward and robbing possession and regaining possession for us and, mm. and taking control. Again, it's a squad game. It's going to be a squad game. It's going to be a bigger squad game next year when we're in the Champions League because we're going to need at least another nine players good enough to come into that team because you're going to pick up more injuries and you're going to have more games to play. And, as I said, we cannot be afraid of players not playing every single game and also play really good players starting on the bench and being able to come on and have an impact on the match. Yesterday was a perfect example. We get 3-0 up and we're able to make the changes that changes the way we, we then approach the game. We're able to take con- control and possession of the ball more, see out the game and then we go, go and get the fourth goal as well. So, you know, it's those type of things that you've got to commend Rodgers because he's also learning as he goes along to say he, he, knows, he knows which players he trusts, he knows when to put them on the pitch I was critical of his in-game management earlier in the season and that in-game management over the last eight, nine games has been a hell of a lot better and, and it's like he's grown for me. He's grown immensely as a manager and Raheem Sterling is, is probably the symbol of his growth as a manager for me. He's brought He's gone through a trough and he's brought that kid right the way back up to the top and uh-huh. Sterling is going as, as one of the players that England will have in their World Cup squad and is a, a potential to, to light the World Cup up. In fact, I'm worried that England might do really well in the World Cup. Although you have the Hodgson effect. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. He, he, he reminds me of um, when Rooney went as a kid. That he, I think he could have the same sort of impact for them yeah. in the World Cup yeah. as, as what Rooney had. Was it the, Did he score a goal against Switzerland in the World Cup I don't know. years ago? I think it was they did two, well, I never yeah. care. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of the <laughs> should, Look, he's just absolutely buzzing. He's loving his football and the whole team are loving their football and yeah. that's, what, that's why we're seeing these performances. They're just loving it and Brendan has them so well. Yeah, and they're just, uh, <laughs> he has them so well drilled the way... The way um, 
Sterling's fucking running down players like that. I mean, you, you just don't see that under other managers. Mm. And Liverpool want the league more than anyone. More than anyone, yeah. Like, you look at Chelsea or City, they don't fucking want it. Like, they, they kind of want it. Mm. They, they'll want it if they get it. You know, that's that's the way it is. It's, it's kind of expected of them at the start of the season. Mm. But Liverpool are hungry and they can sense it all. Like, they can sense the fans, they can sense the, the buzz around the place. Mm. They fucking want it anymore. There's no one deserves it more than Liverpool at the moment. The, the Sunderland match and that result was, to me, another watershed game. It was one of those games where 2-1... That last minute chance that Sunderland somehow miss, and you just think to yourself, "Whoa, yeah, 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 yeah. whoa, this could, yeah. this could be." It's, 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 it's that Olympiacos, that third goal against Olympiacos. Yeah. It's all of a sudden this thing is not just a daydream anymore. This thing is here, and like the just the the, the level of confidence that they took to the pitch against Spurs fed through it. You know, you could see it. Like Sterling hadn't started for a couple of games, and he comes in and he, he is flying, and he wants that game. Yeah. And it's the same with Skirtle. It's the same with with Gerard. Just the, the, the sheer naked desire in this team not to give up their chance. And do you know what? If they fail, so be it, because they're not going to go down without a fight. And that's that's a brilliant yeah, thing to, to say. To be fair, I don't think there's been a player or, or many players in that squad that have wanted it more this season than than Martin Skirtle. Yeah, that's mm. ge- like you know for a fella who was in the bin um, in the summer and mm. and he really did look on the way out and he's got his chance and he hasn't looked. Yeah, you know he's had a couple of and, and it's even more credit to him that he's had a few OGs mm. and he's had a few fucking ropey games where and and you know he stopped the dragging out players in the box. He's 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 come on leaps and bounds as the season's gone on and you see him now as soon as a chance breaks to somebody he'll put his balls his face or anything else he needs to in front of that ball to stop it. Mm. It doesn't matter where. He fucking is. He will break his arse to get over and put something in front of it. Okay, but let, let's move along there now to the next uh, to the next people we want to look at. And that's um, Henderson and Jared, <sighs> Ryan, two men who are not going to be affected by squad rotation in any way, shape, or form, barring a suspension for Stevie. Um, no. Uh, how 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 did you feel the two lads did in the day? Yeah, well, they're certainly not going to be affected by rotation at this stage. They are the engine room of our attacks. Um, what I love about Stevie at the moment, there's just, and we saw it against Sunderland in his celebration for the goal, there's just a glint in his eye where it, just where he celebrated was like, we're going to have this, this is it, you know, and I love that look about him now. Yeah. Um, he really seems up for it. Um, as for Hendo, to be honest with you, I just love watching him playing so constantly. You know, from where he was two years ago, I've always been a massive fan of his, and I just think that he knits everything together. We have all the great quality of Coutinho and Sterling and Suarez and Sturridge up front, but he just brings it all together just so well. And his presence and his pressing is just a massive benefit without even realising it sometimes. And I just can't wait to, you know, he was fantastic in Spurs again. And I can't wait to see him doing running all across the continent next year in Europe because he, where he can go under um, Brendan's manager, managerial stuff, you know, any anyone can guess like he could be a really top player for us. For sure, I think I think you're not on your own in that in that interpretation. Um, Steve, do you think that um, we're seeing a, a completely different man in Henderson these days, or do you think he's always had that and it's just? I think all season long I've been delighted with him. Every yeah. single I haven't watched the game this season. Right, there's been there's been a few games whereby he's had a bad half or even maybe not a great game. Hmm. But even at that stage, I've I've been willing to sort of say. He's been so good for us yeah. and so undervalued, I feel. But there's still lots of Liverpool fans out there that are saying, yeah, he's all right. It's you remarkable, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I remember, I, I think I said to Phil there recently on one of these, that we only commented on him there a couple of times when he wasn't up to his usual wonderful for, level. Yeah, but you know, I forget that. 
try try bring Lucas back in alongside Gerard if you don't have him there. You yeah. know what I mean? And see see how that team plays differently. See the difference in in yeah. terms of having the runners around Gerard and how much Stevie is exposed. And and then tell me that we don't fucking need him in every game. Yeah. You know he's been he's been the only player that's played every single Premier League match this season, yeah. and I think every minute of every match. I'm, I could be wrong on that one, but you know he, he's definitely been our most um, ever present. Um, performing this season, and uh, to me, it's 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 a given. He's been excellent all season long, and hopefully, he continues that for the next six so games. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Andy, the captain. Uh, I know you're obviously a massive fan of his, but Jesus, uh, Ryan touched on it there. There's something about the man. It, 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 there is a glint in the eye. There is something extra about him, isn't there? Yeah, I, like going back to the Everton game when he uh, he scored a header. I never seen him celebrate like that before. Mm. I never even seen him pull that face. I was like wondering. Yeah. What's he had to fucking take in here? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's fucking mad looking, like the face. And he did it again against Sunderland. You know, it's incredible. Um, the the desire is there, like, and obviously, as Liverpool fans, we're going to say there's no one that deserves to win the league more than Gerrard. And you can see he's up free. He wants this so much. And you can see in his performance, he's settled into that role brilliantly um, he's hardly put a foot wrong I think it was the Villa game where Liverpool are just shell-shocked and it would have been hard for any player to get into a game the way they came at us you know but since then every single game he's just played brilliantly and you know he's not he's just part of the cog now he's not dragging us along like he used to he's just part of the machine that, that Rogers has at the moment and beside Henderson we were touching on England there a minute ago like fucking Hodgson would be foolish not to play Henderson and Gerrard in the middle of the park for England because Henderson is just sensational you know um, he gets the stick from the fans uh, some fans don't seem to appreciate him but I think that's all it is they just don't appreciate the thing he's doing it's the way some people watch the game maybe they just expect that you know a midfielder is supposed to score goals and he, more goals than he does score you know but he comes up trumps in every single area of the pitch and he's everywhere you know he's like a wasp I tell you what we don't need to go into England in the World Cup but I think I think Hodgson could do a lot worse than actually just replace Coutinho and, and Suarez with Lalana and, and Rooney and just leave the rest of it as is mm. just have a Gerard Sterling Hendo storage with, with Lalana and Rooney in there there's every chance he's listening so stay well Hodgie get on it <laughs> get on mm. <laughs> fan of the show fan of the show we've often spoken mm. to him um, Phil, did you want to chat about the midfielder? No, I, I, I didn't have it. Excellent. Speaking, speaking of speak, <laughs> speaking of passionate celebrations, you, you never have much to say in this. You give it now. Yeah, positivity's not yeah. his thing. If, it's, if, if everything's going well, he's just. He's been talking yeah. about setting up a United pod next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, imagine the fun! You wouldn't be angry enough. You'd just be enjoying it. Um, the, the, uh, speaking of, of, of the, the mad look in Jared's eye, the celebration that Suarez had for his goal. I mean, Jesus, this <laughs> yeah. shit matters. This, 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 this is what I'm saying, and it, go, it goes back to what I said earlier on. The, 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 the level of desire and drive. Mm went up about 16-fold against Spurs. It, it, it was like they just wanted to get over that Sunderland game with the win. And if they knew then it was seven games. It was seven games to greatness. And it's just, when that goal goes in from Suarez, it's the release of emotion to say, this is fucking on. It just, it mm. just all he wants to do is swallow up everything and fucking celebrate with, with the world. It was just, it was, yeah. it's just immense. There's a big part of that, I suppose, the two results on Saturday. They know that they win today the title's in their hands yeah. it's that simple you know yeah. what I mean they, they, they basically they, they are the master of their own destiny so yeah. 
they're thinking to themselves, and I'm sure, you know, Gerard's been in their ear and said, listen, we've been in a position to capitalise in other seasons and we haven't done it. Blown it. Do not fucking go out yeah. and blow this today. We get the early OG, great, but when Suarez scores that goal, it deflates Spurs, it gives us another lift, another 10, 20%, and, and that just says game on. The fucking, yeah. the league is, you know, let, let's bring it home. And I think that was, that was, epitomised by his celebration how much he wants it he yeah. is a winner and he wants to lift that yeah. trophy and he wants you know you can see it in all of them every single one of them uh, as as Andy already alluded to they want this more than, than and then you can you know there's lads out there getting 140 150 grand they've won league titles in different countries they've won you know man, half a Man City squad have won the, the premiership same with Chelsea it probably I won't say it doesn't mean anything to them or they don't want it that's silly every professional footballer wants to win the league but the level of hunger yeah. that's there but remember this in Suarez's case <clears throat> he left Ajax the year they won the league and he never won the league while he was there at Ajax right like Gerard, he smells a league title he mm. smells that elusiveness the, the one that puts you top of the pile at the end of the season the one that makes you the best team in that league in that country right and not only he's the best player yeah. The best goal scorer. He's the best assist maker in, in the league this year. And what he wants to cap all that off is the medal to say he was the league winner that year. Yeah. That he bestrode that league like Colossus. That he fucking was the league. Yeah. He was the mm. league. He was the I league. Am the league. I, I am, am the league. league. <laughs> <laughs> I am the league. That's what he was screaming when he was on the ground. I am the league. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't. We we should. We should actually talk about his goal. His goal is quite. We should talk exception. about his goal. Talk mm. to me about his goal, Andy. Um, like it was just typical of Suarez. There's not many players that score that type of goal. He's constantly, constantly wrecking defenders' heads. I don't. You must be talking to them as well. I'd say he says the right little shit, like the, the things he'd yeah, be saying. In the rear, yeah. And he spots the little. You know, he capitalizes on all mistakes. Mm. And sometimes his first touch or something flicks away from him. He doesn't quite get it, but he's always there every single time. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a. Uh, Someone came into the box and, and took a shot and Suarez was like a light again over. I think it was Coutinho late on and Suarez was like a light over and he nearly he nearly took out Dawson after it. But it's it's just it's it's just constantly biting and biting and biting. Excuse the pun. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, <laughs> he um he just the way he got in, got stuck in, okay Dawson it was forced to touch of the uh, of the game. What a stupid fucking thing to do, but yeah. it was a way like Cabal's a monster. Yeah, and he bullied him. A monster. Yeah. Um, but he he shits himself yeah. because you know he can hear Suarez growling from behind. <laughs> and then it's it's the second touch I think. It's one to get away from it and then the second it just gets him back in front. And then the finish with his left finish. foot. No, no, he's oh. got no right to score there. There's fuck yeah. all to aim at. And it is no, the no, own. It's, 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 he's calling it away from goal. Yeah. yeah like, it's, it's, it's just outrageous. And it, like, uh, like, I am the league! He's, uh, he's, he's one player like that. Um, you just you, you kind of just fall in love and you, you'll watch replays of him in slow motion. Like, I'd watch him just doing stupid, just irrelevant things on the pitch over and over again. Yeah. Like, um, Ryan was talking about the, the kickoff the Sunderland player yeah. I watched that five or six times because oh, he came yeah. fucking legging it you know yeah. and it's it's his um, it's his look it's his look his, his looks up before he shoots and all like it's yeah. just you just fucking love it like yeah. you know what I mean yeah. you can't get enough of this fella you can't get enough of him yeah, yeah. in fairness Ryan um, the song does say that <laughs> it does say that Ryan as well as as well as, as, well as uh, Luis Suarez who's clearly one of the best if not the best in the world at the moment we've got another man up there Danny Sturridge and Jesus, you know, he's a hell of a footballer. Oh, he's something else in fairness. I say, 
at any other club in the country, he'd be the star man there. It's crazy to think that he's our second best striker. Um, but what else, what else is there to be said about him? What what I'd like actually to say is, do you know this record of theirs where what they're both the first time in 50 or there's over 20 goals since Hunt and St. John? Yeah. I think what makes that record for me so amazing is not the fact that it spanned 50 years because... It's the fact they did it at Liverpool Football Club because if you look at all, this isn't a regular club where they haven't had any strikers in 50 years and they just stumble across two random gems. Mm. In our 50-year gap, we had Keegan and Tasha, Rush and Kenny, who didn't do what Suarez and Sturridge have done. And that's just when you take a step back and really think of that, that's an incredible feat for to outdo the likes of Kenny and I think come the end of the season or in a few years time when we look back on this season and seeing the goals and like they're nearly on 50 goals that's incredible mm. um, as a combination they're just something else and it's something to be appreciated definitely for sure for sure ok well let's uh, move along then to our preview of can I just say something about storage sorry every fucking time this happens <laughs> <laughs> go ahead mate sorry. Um, you know it's it's a <laughs> It's 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 disappointing it's when you, you it's disappointing when you read stuff in the media that uh, they try and claim that Liverpool fans don't like him. Ah, that's not. And they try and yeah. you know they try yeah. and fabricate this impression that they don't. It's 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 down to a couple of things. Like in my opinion, over, of the obvious one is because we've got the best player in the world in that position. Yeah. Okay, and he's he's kind of playing in the shadow world. But it's just I just feel what uh, what's what. what is the case is there is a certain section of Liverpool fans who see him as the cocky bling bling, you know, Southern Air kind of well Midlands or whatever Birmingham where he's from, and it, it doesn't exactly resonate with this Scouse kind of hard working uh, image. Yeah, 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 whereas Suarez does, you know. Yeah. Whereas they they like the nastiness, like it's kind of like the way the fans talk to Fowler and never talk to Owen, like you know, it was it's that kind of thing. He's just he just doesn't fit the kind of picture. You know, when the dance started, like, you could see, you know, people kind of fuck off at that dance, like. But the more you see it, the more you love it. Yeah. yeah. You don't give a fuck, because every time you see that dance, it means he scored. Anyone right. listening, get on to Paul Brennan's rant of the week this week, because it's all about the shite that's been spoken about Daniel Sturridge in, in the press. It's a fucking blinder as well. And that's right, because our sight's like. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our preview of West Ham versus Liverpool then. Um... Ryan, I'm going to bring you in here straight away. Uh, this yeah. may be completely redundant, but we, we, we need to touch on it anyway, in terms of how the team may look and whether there might be any changes. Look, the back four probably won't change. Will it, like, I mean, is there any argu- argument at all for bringing Sacco in? Any point at all in arguing for Sacco? Is it not just going to be uh, status quo, do you think? Well, no, definitely there is a case for Sacco at the moment with Andy Carroll. Personally, I'd have him in to take care of him, but I would be stunned if he starts. I think Rodgers is not going to make any defensive changes unless it's forced upon him at this stage, and that is more than fair enough. Again, the gravity of the situation when it's a tight running, you're not going to rock the boat in the back line. But I definitely think there is a case for Sacco starting because the strength of Carroll is going to be an issue for Agar, and you know Carroll is going to peel off Skirtle onto Agar when he gets the chance. Um, so I would definitely would feel a bit better with Sacco there, but I expect fully that back four to be exactly the same. Yeah, I, I think you've pretty much summed it up there. We could do that to death, but you've pretty much touched on all the things we need to touch on there because I think most of us feel it won't change, but we can see the sense or logic that yeah. uh, uh, that goes along with it. Uh, keeping you on just one more second, will anything else change? Like, does Joe come back in? Is Raheem drop out, or is it Phil to drop out, or how do you, how would you see it going against West Ham, given uh, the, the, the sort of team they are? 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think I stick with the four-three-three that they use against Spurs purely because I think just Phil and Sterling are undroppable at the moment. Mm. And besides, West Ham are going to be bypassing our centre midfield anyway. So I'd be confident that Stevie and Hendo, you know, mining the house comfortably enough. So I would see no need for Allen at all. I think the four-three-three should be good enough for us to to hit him hard in the counter. Very good, um, Steve. Oh, you're, if there's any going to be any changes, it's likely to be in that little area. Uh, do you see it? Uh, I could see possibly Coutinho coming out and Alan going in. Yeah, and and I I probably wouldn't disagree with that. You know, I think with the <clears throat> sort of central midfielders that they're going to put in there, they're probably going to have Nolan playing off Carroll, who's going to drop in and give a dig out, and you're going to be probably looking at who Taylor Noble Diame. That that's that's kind of who you're looking at there. I think having Alan Hendo and, and Stevie in there might just give you a little bit more, little bit more muscle mm. against some fairly big physical lads. Now you know you can you always have the argument for Phil being well able to wriggle himself out of those situations and not get himself into a physical fight, mm. you know, or a physical sort of match up in the first place. But you know, as good as he's been, he, you know, his we, we still say it. His last two games where he's been exceptional have been at home again. His away form this season has been poor enough. You know, and uh, for me, possibly Allen in for for Coutinho. That's the only Sterling can't be dropped. Yeah, you know, you're going to roll in behind that, Phil, aren't you? Um, no, I. I'm Cheers, mate. No Thanks. problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Just no. The, the reason why I, I, I this is going to be a very interesting game because West Ham play so spread across the pitch in terms of how high their front men are in comparison to how deep their their back four is. And there's going to be a lot of gaps in midfield, um, especially in that pocket of space in front of the back four, where Coutinho does some ma- massive amount of damage. Especially if we have, if you go with the same lineup that they had last Saturday, and you 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 more or less play to win the knockdowns that Carroll's going to look for in front of our back four. So where you want sort of Gerard basically standing on Carroll's toes as the ball comes down to Robert and and feed say Coutinho. We can really damage them in the space that they're going to leave in front of them. I, I, I think I've said every match for the last five games. I, 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 I'm feeling nervous about this. I am feeling nervous about this game because I can see a fired up Andy Carroll fucking trying to wreak havoc on our defence. And he, like, he, he, when he, he rarely gets fired up, but when he does get fired up, he can actually be a very dangerous centre forward. And I think he, he'll want to really prove something against us. On, 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 it's on not Andy Carroll you're afraid of, to be honest. It, no, it's not. It's, it's not. The it's little ridiculous <laughs> fuckbag that sits out on the left wing and is scared of his own shadow. Hopefully Flanagan gets in and pul- pulverises the bastard <laughs> fucking like he did. You're a doppelganger. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, yeah, it, but no, it's it's the combination. It's the reject combination that's going to be there. Mm. And, you know, wouldn't Fat Sam and his horrible fuck face love to fucking put two fingers up at us being best mates with fucking Fergie and the whole lot? I just, I, I despise Sam. I despise fucking Stuart Downing. Joe Cole's little runt and fucking and you've got but Andy but maybe Car- Andy Carroll sound and I'll just say nah listen I won't show up today but I'd just say boys win Andy Carroll I just think Andy Carroll will, will have the bit between his teeth out of all sure. the games right yeah. and because what a, of this what a horse pun but if we can get if we can get around <laughs> <laughs> but if we can get around the fact that uh, he's up there, right? If we can win those knockdowns, because that's that's essentially where their game is going to come from. We win those knockdowns up to him, then we can break exceptionally quickly, and that's why I would start Coutinho and Sterling in this game. Similar, we we can play them on the counter very much because they're going to just lump it into us. I, I think Flanagan and Johnson have a big part to play yeah. in this because we can handle the the 70, 80 yard straight 
high balls into Carroll. I have no problem with Agar or or Skirtle going up and meeting them. Mm. The problem for them has been when a ball is whipped in from either flank and they don't get the run. They don't they don't they don't get to be behind. If the ball's coming 70, 80 yards in front of them, they can judge where Carroll's going with that. They can they can they can stand up to him or they can step off. One one tucks in behind and gives cover there. The problem is as the ball comes down and it's Jarvis or whoever shot back downing, getting that whipping in that ball and, and that's where we have the issue. So that's where I think Flanagan If and you want to Johnson, see an archetypal weakness in it, right? It's the Kenwin Jones goal for Cardiff that that potentially West Ham could get get, get joy out of. Mm. The ball into Carroll pulling off to the back post between Skirtle and Johnson and knocking it down for, for Nolan. Ke- for Nolan. And that's if you're wondering what a goal against us will look like against West Ham, I'd be amazed if that isn't what would be constructed against us if they manage to score. If we stop that, we stop West Ham and we can break and we can be ruthless against them. I think we can annihilate. Like This could be a game, I, I think we'll win it, but I think it could be a game where it's a 4-2, you know what I mean, or mm. a 3-2 or something like that. I think I think we, we will concede, unfortunately. I think we will concede against them, but that's okay because I think our, our, our strike force has proved so many times this season is, is well enough to to put them to the so if United can score two against them then fuck it you know what I mean yeah. anybody can uh, Ryan the, 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 the danger of um, Andy Carroll and the knockdowns and the little pockets of space that we tend to leave around the edge of the 18 yard box is that a, a worry for you yeah it absolutely is aerial that it really is the main threat we're going to have I'd actually like to bring up the lads around about how important Flanagan and Johnson are going to be and that's very true because they're so, they're, when the wingers break down the wing against us, they're the only ones there to block the cross. And that's where you miss the, that more natural defensive midfielder who will get across and help out. And I just think too many times crosses come in a bit too easily. And that is definitely the main worry I have. But in terms, I still expect us to dominate possession. And I still think we get that first goal on Sunday, that's it all over. Because if West Ham have to come out against us in, in any shape or form, we're just too good to be able to pick them off on the counter. But yeah, definitely from wide, balls into Carroll and knockdown, that's the worry, all right. And if they're going to score, it, that's going to be it for sure. Yeah. Um, Andy, West Ham are eight points clear of relegation as the table current stands. Um, I don't know what the result is tonight. No chance of Europe. Um We've got the old boys. We've got Sam, who hates Liverpool, come up. What, what, what are the motivation levels like for West Ham? Is, it, is this one of those ones, the, the archetypal, they're halfway on the beach? I don't know. It, uh, like West Ham like to put in a performance at home for their fans anyway. You know, it's, there's, that, there's that atmosphere about that club. Like, you know, the fans love them and that, you know. So, but they, yeah, they, they're used to fucking having nothing to play for anyway. You know, but that doesn't it doesn't rule out anything really. But the main thing is Liverpool don't get into a physical battle with them. It's a typical kind of wheel score more than you. Like we're gonna have to just be prepared to probably lose a goal or two here yeah. and just score four or five up the other end kind of thing. Yeah. Not being too cocky there, but that's what Liverpool are capable <laughs> of doing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they but that's what they're capable of doing. They're not gonna keep they're it's very unlikely they're gonna keep a clean sheet because they did like West Ham played to our weaknesses they're the one team in the league that are going to really be relentless about lumping balls in yeah. and that's going to be getting down getting down the wings whether Downing has a bit of joy or Jarvis has a bit of joy and they're pumping balls in eventually one of them is just going to you just you can just see yeah. it. you can so set fair, pieces or whatever decent. they were decent against United until Rooney got that clearance you know when he smacked the clearance and it went in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was rid of the ball and yeah. it just happened to go in over the best goal of all time I would absolutely judge myself if Suarez scored one from inside his own 18 yard box a scissors kick from the halfway line and just went you know what Rooney stick that up your bollocks and put on a t-shirt stick it up your bollocks Rooney it's guaranteed top three isn't it it's fucking ridiculous we can look we can blow these to Smithereens 
you know, we can. You, it's we just, can, but you're worried that we'll also I concede. I'm absolutely yeah. concerned, you know, if, especially if it's the fourth goal. Like, but again, is it one game this season he haven't, we haven't scored in the first half? Like, yeah. you know, we shouldn't really be worried anymore. Yeah. You know, but it's such a every like every game now is the biggest game of the season, yeah. and it's it's so fucking massive. And it would you know wouldn't be just a kick in the bollocks that a team that isn't really playing for anything is just just spoils the party. Like yeah. just the, uh, it's 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 the fucker Sam. It's it's him, right? He, yeah. he if he wins, he'll think that he's the best manager in the league again. Yeah, in his own head, he'll right? out tactic them. Yeah, he'll be out tactic him. Yeah. Alardici, yeah, wanker. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Andy, look, you've talked around it there a bit in terms of uh, your analysis. So, give me a prediction. Uh, okay, so four two. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Ryan, give me a prediction. Three one. Three one two. The Red Men. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, Phil. No, come to me, lads. No, no, I'm coming to you now. Troll. Okay, I won't fuck you. Steve-O. Steve-O special, 3-1. Every time, fella. Yeah, every time. Why not? Yeah, I think I think it's narrow. I think we win by a goal. Phil? 4-0 to West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, we've done the two things we always do, so everything will be happy now. Don't be wrecking superstitions, man. <coughs> and you'll get upset. <laughs> <laughs> superstitions weirdos. <laughs> yeah. How was your jersey throwing coming on? <laughs> How are you? I didn't wear a jersey uh, yesterday at all. Just topless? No, I just went with an arm. You must have nipples like diamonds. Because the, uh, <laughs> the, only, the only jersey I could actually trust was in the wash. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I wasn't prepared to risk the only one. jersey. I wasn't risking it. I was going to go with uh, Black Eddie that's one from a couple of years ago. But then I was thinking, did you fucking... I couldn't think <laughs> whether we won. You know what I mean? Chances yeah. are, chances yeah. are you did fucking... Right, okay, yeah. let's move on to the bag of weird that is your listeners' questions. First one is from uh, an old friend of the pod, El Scouse, and he asks, what is the optimal number of cushions for a three-seater couch or a three-seater sofa? Steve-O. Uh, I think it's nine... Why do you need nine? Well, you need, no way. You need, you need actually, you need, no you need four. You need five, no. five big cushions, but yes. you need four of those little bolster cushions. Okay? Oh, they do you know my head in. No, but you need one of them, one of them for down the side for your arm, no. and one in behind your neck. No, oh, okay. and you know what? I actually sussed this out today because I was on the couch when I read these so questions. You, so you've got it. <laughs> so I actually did a little bit of recce. Done some into research. It. Did a bit of recce into it, and I said, yeah, you need four cushions to yourself. The other no. person at the other end needs four cushions. No. You just need an old sporadic cushion in the middle for, for looking decent. Mm. Now, that's that's going with your standard L-shaped sofa. But that's yeah. a lot. L-shaped, that's not standard. That's not a fuck. It's a three. It's three standard, standard three-seater. Standard three-seater sofa. We don't all live in Ikea, Ikea showrooms, you fucking... Can't help it. Listen, I can Harvey Norman wanker. I can only talk about what I have. Oh, uh, fair play to you. Fucking hell, man. Andy, For a start, cushions. No, yeah. right? It's a woman's invention. I'm sorry. It just <laughs> on, is, right? Now, come here. Listen, before I had a, before I was married and the whole lot, there was no cushions on the sofa. There was just a sofa. You sat on the sofa. It didn't fucking matter a difference, right? And if you wanted, if you wanted to be nice and comfortable, you got into bed and you pulled a duvet over you, right? Now, cushions. They only came into my life when my missus came into my life. And the next minute, it was, we were going cushion shopping. And we go fucking. What the fuck is cushion shopping? You know no. why that happened? Because you're bitch whipped. Yeah, probably. But anyway, right? The fucking no, right? So I'm stuck with cushions. So the only the only way we got around was the cushion has to be the length of the arm of the sofa. 
just two cushions, one at each end, so that when you <laughs> lean up against the arm, it yeah. just it's nice and soft on That's the That's what I'm talking about, like a little bolster I, one. Fuck off with your nine cushions, you bleeding weirdo. And fucking, <laughs> right, bolster, two bolster cushions. cushions is a nice bolster term, cushions. I like that. Two cushions. Now, hang on, hang on. Just, I'm, worried, I'm, worried about, I'm worried about your, so, your social life when you were a single man and you had no cushions on your sofa. What happens when you bring the lady of the time back you and you decide to get a bit jiggy the on the couch? The lady of the time? Yeah. What the, what the fuck happens there? You've got nothing to throw on the, on the, on the ground. I went to the bedroom. Ah, oh, fuck mm. you. <laughs> Big mouldy looking Big couch. Mouldy. Oh, as more, uh, <laughs> with, his more, with his dinner baked into the cushion. The cushion doesn't fall off the couch when you're on it in full, like, panned out position. Well, then you haven't got enough. Oh, that's a good test. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like you like, have to spill a cushion or two. Yeah. That's what the ninth cushion is for, Andy. Oh, well, I don't know whether it's nine, ten, twelve, or what the optimum number is. But like, it, the more cushions, the merrier. And the same with the bed. I like that. It's like one of those. Um, Here, hang on, hang like on, Jenga. Ryan, Ryan, uh, what what's your take on this? You're well, you're I, a young man. What's the story <laughs> of cushions in your life? Well, first of all, I fucking hate cushions, especially you know, during a match. They always seem to just get in that awkward angle where they're wrapped up your arse somehow. So it's <laughs> fucking hell. It's zero. You're as bad as maternal. Bring her to the bedroom. That solves all your issues. Very good. Very good. Okay, well, actually, we keep you on here for the next one. And this is from Stewie, and he wants to know what's more dangerous. And he's giving you two little setups here. Tim Sherwood with a knuckle duster or AVB with a sword. Who would you be more afraid of, Ryan? Yeah, oh, it has to be AVB, doesn't it? He's a, you know, he's a sly little shit. So <laughs> and he's, and he's got a sword. Without even realizing, so it uh, has to be AVB with the sword, <laughs> definitely. Okay, anyone got any fear of Tim Sherwood at all? No, no, no. He's, sure. he's gonna stand there going, "Come no, on, I mean, you fucking can!" <laughs> and then he's that toothless that he'll already be stabbed to death before he even gets a dig in, like his fucking Sherwood. Uh, Sherwood is the proverbial Yorkshire Terrier. He's all yap and no fucking bite. Now he'd they, have a he'd have a fucking pint bottle of boomers is why he'd have me smash it over the fucking table and stick in your face that's that's what he'd do AVB uh, with a sword I like that one because he'd, he'd look the part he with a sword he'd look he the business dashing, with a sword he's a dashing but he'd just fail as usual oh, you yeah. wouldn't have to fucking use it you reckon you'd have him even with a sword yeah Oh, I don't need to shoot you with a sword. That's what the problem is. <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Why is this thing not firing? Yeah. I'm cutting the fucking hands off myself with this gun. <laughs> Back in Portugal, I won the league with this sword. Uh, right. This is the sword of champions. <laughs> uh, Mike asks us. This is a, this is a, a one that we've had something similar to this before. If you were a wild animal, what wild animal would you be? Any sheds around the table? For a this? monkey with a knife. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what have you got a shed? A lion. You just want to be a lion. Want to be a lion. Like it, it, they're fucking deadly. You know what I mean? I, was, I went. I've, I've seen them on safari and stuff like that. Have you? They have a big pride of lionesses. They're just fucking. Out and it's they want. quality life. They, yeah, they just. You know what? And then eventually you get old enough whereby you can't fuck them anymore. And this young lad comes along and beats the bollocks out of you in a fight, and you're told. <laughs> Off you go. And you say, fair enough. Off the I've been smashing scrappy. the back doors out of them for years. <laughs> so best of luck with that, Chief. See you later on. And you just head off. It's fucking, it's top quality. A lion's life for you, Stephen. That's a great. lion's life. Uh, right. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Ryan, is there any, any animal you'd particularly like to be, mate? A badger, boy. I say, I remember seeing a YouTube video of one killing and eating a hedgehog before. So since that, I wouldn't fuck with a badger. So a, definitely a badger. a badger. Yeah, they're fucking nasty bastards. Honey, honey badger. I'd, I'd go with Honey Badger. They're particularly nasty. Uh, next one is from Jordan's Gate, which is a wonderful Twitter handle. And he asks, is the Tenaman factory flat out? 
Now you see, everybody's stumped by this. I think I, it, went, I, oh, I, I know clicked, what it is. I clicked that that C page, the hashtag C page, right? That's seepage. Seepage, whatever. <laughs> C-Page! Yeah. Funny enough, a fucking read C-Page, and with hashtags, they're hard to fucking tell, aren't they? C-Page. You know, yeah, those, could yeah, be, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm a hairy bollocks, or it could C-page. be a mar hairy bollocks. You know what I mean? You don't know what a hashtag <laughs> So, anyway. You don't know what the hashtags. Anyway, anyway, I went and clicked it earlier on, and, and it was the most fucking weird collection of shit. I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on, so I just said to myself, not answering that fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's man nappies or something like that, lads. I think that's what. Brings us back to Tima, Tima. Yeah, I think it's man. Right, next one's from Just Nolly, and Just Nolly asks. Strange that you knew about man nappies, there, old man. I, I'm, I'm wearing one as we speak. It's very, it's, it's very snug. It's comfy. It means I don't have to go to the toilet. And, and Steve-O, it stops all the C pages. <laughs> nobody wants C page. Nobody wants C page. Is, like, is it nighttime? Does it have a twenty-four hour absorbent core? It does. It does. <laughs> Trev Downing, sponsored by Tima. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next one's from Justin Ollie and he asks what animal would you like this is fucked up what animal would you like to see have sex with a celebrity no <laughs> no, I'm, not, no. I'm not a big fan of bestiality do you? <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong that's actually that's actually a good line right there I'm not a big fan of bestiality yeah, uh, next the, mo- the moly with um, Madonna yeah his own fantasy I'm not sure I want to watch the moly have sex either, to be honest with you. No, sorry moly <laughs> as much the, as I love you <laughs> the, the other one from Justin Ollie Justin Ollie asks is there anything more I think he means magical anything more magical Andy Young than a wonder poo explain this to me first of all what, what is a wonder poo well I, I think I think he means what I always refer to as a ghost poo where <laughs> you, you know you have a dump you go you fucking wipe your ass. There's no sign of a trace of shit. You look down the jacks. There's no shit. You wonder. Have I actually had a shit here at all? What's so, happening to me? But uh, he's dead right. Uh, there, there's an app. Well, maybe not magical, but it's fucking sensational. Like, if you can go to the jacks and be in and out like in 30 seconds and, got, and uh, you've had a crap. Like, you feel like you've won. Don't it's you? fucking you've amazing. Beaten life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you go in. You have. Yeah, I've cheated life. There's, there's no, cheated you look down. Life. There's nothing in the water. You wipe. There's nothing yeah. there. Strides <laughs> up out the door. You think <laughs> yourself, well, even bother with a hand wash. You Fuck know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh no, you get away with it. But like, here, here's one for you, right? Do you know when you haven't really got time for shit, like? Yeah, you kind of think, oh, fucking hell! If I go in here now, I'll be, at, you know, and you can feel, you can feel in your stomach, it's not going to be a great one. Like it's, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be a bit of a nasty, you know, fucking wiping for ages. So you say, right, Grant, I'll wait till later, and then later on, you have a ghost poo. Yeah. How does that? How does that actually work? Baked. It's, it's, Baked? Like being, it's been in the oven for a while. You know what I mean? So but that's not a good enough explanation. It's like if you took out a cake too early and you turned it upside down, it just splat onto the fucking countertop. <laughs> <laughs> if you hang on a while, if you hang on a while, and let it cook a little longer. Do you reckon it bakes? Because it surely it's going to take temperatures more than what's your body temperature thirty six point nine, thirty seven degrees. Yeah, yeah. To to cook a shit. Well, you know, this is a funny one actually. <laughs> You'd think that, but I was actually I went for I went for dinner there recently. I was brought out by the missus, and um, fucking Kevin Thornton come came out and whatever else, and he told us that it was he cooked the piece of beef for seventy two hours at fifty two degrees in the oven. Right, mm. 52 degrees now people bang their fucking oven to 180 or 210 72 hours in the oven uh, at 52 degrees so you know he said anything over 35 
one cause. Uh, Did you one ask cause, him how long yeah. it takes to bake a shite? But I'm just saying to you that you know if it stayed in your system for long enough. That yeah. maybe it does. Well, so I've, I've actually uh, get, like tried to find out, and I've googled and everything, and there is no answer. What did you Google? <laughs> How long does it take to cook a shite? <laughs> <laughs> no, like you know, that we can Google anything. So I might have typed in. Uh, <laughs> <how> <laughs> what is the optimum temperature to develop a ghost poop? <laughs> but you know. <laughs> You'll always get uh, the words matching up, say, on uh, the Yahoo answers or whatever. <laughs> so you might type in, uh, felt like a scurty shy, waited 10 hours, had a ghosty, what's the crack? <laughs> and there isn't an answer on the internet. Ask Siri, ask Siri. Siri wouldn't have a clue. Honestly, if anybody that's listening can explain that, maybe some doctors or something. Please, get on, Dandy. Because that is, I think that is, it's fucking unbelievable and it's worth waiting for, really. <laughs> and so ends the worst cookery corner with Steve <laughs> and Andy ever. Uh, next question is from Ace Lighting Guy. Um, he wonders, what's your favourite breakfast food that you can also eat for your tea? That's sausages, isn't it? Mm. It's easy, that, isn't it? Yeah. Rashers for me. Rashers? Yeah. yeah. I love sausages. Like, they're number two, don't get me wrong. No. But rashers are number one. Would you go? Yeah, Seriously, no, for me? Oh, yeah, I'd be so... Uh, Ryan, give me a shout here. Oh, a fry. Just a fry in general. Just Black a fry. Pudding, eat it all. Beans Would as well, the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. your breakfast fry look a little bit different to your Saturday evening fry? Like? Yeah, a bag of chips in with the Saturday oh, evening. Oh, yeah, a bit, bit of chips on yeah. the side. Chips right? and yeah, chipper now. Waffles. Oh no! Well, I, I yeah. fucking hate yeah. it. I, I find, it, I find if you're going, if you're going to have a fry late on, yeah, just load up the plate like anything you can think of: beans, yeah. waffles, yeah. Egg, you know, everything. Oh, Bang! Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's gonna be. This is the same. Just it's bigger. all the fry ingredients for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next one up says pick this. This from tra la 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 la, and he says pick a current PL manager and cast the lead in the movie of his life. So you maybe pick David Moyes and then. That fella that was... Remember Cher was in that movie in the 80s? And your man... Rocky, Rocky Dennis. <laughs> your man looked like the elephant man. Remember him? What was Rock, that Rocky called? Dennis. Is that who it is? Yeah. That's who I'd pick to play David Moyes. Cause Nobody's beating that. That's brilliant. Okay, lastly, some admin. You need to get on to the new LFCDayTrippers.com website. There is fantastic content on there for you folks. Some incredible writers. Actually, not some. A lot of incredible writers wonderful wonderful varied content get on check us out get following the twitter account at lfc day trippers get on the facebook page and get onto that website we've done i think something special that i think you're going to enjoy big thanks to the justice for the 96 collective for giving us the exclusive play of we are liverpool poetry in motion as we said earlier on get on that as soon as possible the single will be out during the week Okay, you need to get involved with the walk for the 96, which is on on April the 12th in Phoenix Park. The meeting point will be at the Papal Cross. On the website, there'll be an article detailing uh, a lot more information about that. And we will have Simon Mooney on next week to tell us even more about it. A wonderful, wonderful occasion that you should all get involved with. You can subscribe to All Things Trippery either on Podbean, iTunes or via any podcatcher such as Beyond Pod on Android. Also, Android users should check out the app that we'll be linking up with on the pod. It's a great one-stop shop for all LFC podcasts, and you don't have to go searching. Even has links to the Redman TV and other things like that built in. Finally, your day trippers tonight were Andy Young, Steve Daly, Phil Casey, Ryan Levis, and myself, Trev Downey. I am the league!
I am the league. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.